we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Little Jimi Hendrix there to get you warmed up for the afternoon. Uh, going right to the phones, I see I got a call. Is that Brian? Brian from Huntsville. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well and everything. I'm just so upset about people in that Atlanta riot going up yeah. against the, the police and everything. But um, it was very apropos that uh, somebody from the Southern Poverty Law Center is charged with domestic terrorism. I wonder if they're going to be put on a no-fly list. I just, you know, I look at that and think, oh, the irony. I mean, this is the organization oh, <laughs> that actually publishes their so-called hate groups, which includes organizations like the Family Research Council and, you know, and, and who knows what the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, I don't know. But now they've got one of their own actually arrested for domestic terrorism following a violent attack on police officers. It's just the, the irony is just like, wow. Oh, it's a, it, it's deep. And then the Molotov cocktails is a former taker and his historian around the area. I think it was the, Finn, the Finnish that made that term after some kind of a, a Soviet or Russian person. And it was named Molotov. Don't remember the first name. But those things were used to take out armored vehicles by smashing them against the front where the driver was. And yeah. then the fluid burning would go through and burn the person or kill them. Yeah. Whoever used those, I'm sorry, in my opinion, that is attempted murder. I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I'm waiting to see that the Georgia Attorney General ain't playing. Now, the, I heard the FBI is finally getting involved in this, but I, I got to look at it and think, where's the FBI been as they've been looking, they've been on the hunt for domestic terrorism and yet Antifa is, is importing people for this raid uh, in Atlanta. So how this yep, escape the FBI's and then, radar? And then from earlier, you talked about Washington making that law and everything, and they're the ones that had Portland, and everybody was throwing Molotov cocktails and that kind of thing. I'm yeah. sorry. That's attempted murder, too. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Totally. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see where it goes, Brian. Thanks but, for letting uh, me vent. All right, brother. We're there for you, man. All right. Brian from Huntsville, appreciate the call. Hey, listen, I got a, I got a couple of pieces here. So this this article I've got in my hands right now came from the New York Post in April of last year. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the stage, and then I'm gonna jump forward to an article that just came out. So New York Post has a piece that came out last year. The headline is "Team Biden Finally Admits There's a War on Cops, Which It Is Inflaming." So. It points out, it says, the Biden Justice Department is finally acknowledging the war on cops as FBI Commit, uh, Director Christopher Wray denounced the 59% increase in cop murders in 2021. The, Ray said, and I quoted it earlier, that an officer is murdered nearly once every five days and doesn't get enough attention. That's, that's FBI Director Christopher Wray last year. Well, this is an understatement, obviously. And, and it goes on to point out in the article that Attorney General Merrick Garland and President Joe Biden have instead tried to focus on white supremacy as being the greatest you know, threat to our national security. It's the biggest domestic threat facing us. Well, no, it's not. If you look at the stats, there's a it says white supremacist violence played no role in the record-breaking 29% national homicide increase in 2020. So where is this coming from? Well, it's coming from a narrative they need. But it goes on to point out, though, this is back in April of last year, that a significant portion of the fatalities of police officers were also ambushes. Ambushes were up by 91% at that point. Through April 26th of last year, gun murders of police officers was up 13%. 
shootings of officers, lethal and non-lethal, were up by 43% overall. So, and, and you look at the stats, well, you know, you got that whole scary thing about how, you know, uh, black people should tell their children to be aware of police officers. Well, if you look at the stats, if you look at the stats, a police officer was 400 times more likely to be killed by a black criminal than a black citizen was to be killed by a police officer in that year. Well, that's an amazing stat, but how about this? Let's fast forward to today. Here's an article that I, I pulled, this dated March 1st. The left's war on police rages on. It says, according to a recent report released by the Fraternal Order of Police as of February 1st of this year, 34 police officers have been shot in the line of duty so far this year. Three of those died. Most concerningly, nine of those 30 off 34 officers were shot in ambush-style attacks. And yet, even as most elected Democrats have now retreated from their open embrace of defund the police, they are showing a reluctance to address these attacks. Here's some stats for you. You ready? 34 police officers shot so far in 2023. That's an 89% increase from the same time period two years ago. It's a 113% increase from three years ago. It says that we, we are literally looking at 331, 346, and 312 officers shot in the line of duty in the last three years. These are records. More than 175 officers have been killed in the line of duty since 2020. The report notes that these numbers do not include incidents where the police were shot at but not injured. And it says that since the George Floyd incident in 2020, ambush-style attacks have increased. And that's all being fueled by the constant claims of racism and police brutality and, oh, by the way, defund the police. And, oh, by the way, the Biden administration makes it worse. When President Biden insists during his State of the Union address that black parents should be warning their children about going out on the streets where the police officers might pick on them, that we have to retrain all these cops. I got news. It creates a narrative that promotes the harm being perpetrated on the honorable profession of law enforcement. We're going to continue this conversation when I get back, and I can see I got one caller holding through the break. So y'all stay tuned. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We will be right back. Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. And I, I got to say, Boomer, so you just played Sweet Home Alabama as our, our intro bump uh, right there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, the last surviving member of the original Leonard Skinner band, Gary Rossington, just passed away. Uh, Gary Rossington oh. passed away, I think, yesterday at the age of 71, uh, heart attack. Um, mm. He had had some heart issues over the last few years, uh, but yep. That's the end of an era, man. That's uh, the last surviving member of the original Leonard Skinner is uh, is now gone on with the rest of the Freebirds, and um, so 
Anyway, sad to say it. Hey, I got I to I gotta pause what I'm doing and tell you guys. So ZLA Solutions. ZLA Solutions, man, been with us since the beginning. And I'm telling you, ZLA Solutions is just kicking it right now. They are literally one of the best around at putting jobs and people together. So if you are looking for a job yourself, you can go to their website. they got lots of jobs posted. You may find something right up in your wheelhouse. But the other piece is if you're an employer and you need to fill out the ranks of your workforce, again, go to ZLA Solutions' website, which is ZLAUSA.com. And they can do all the background checks, the recruiting, the drug testing, if necessary. They can get you this, you know, onesies and twosies with special niche skills, or they can find you an entire shift of people. I always like to say blue collar, white collar, no collar, don't matter. They can, they can do that for you. ZLA Solutions. I know these folks personally, and yes, they are indeed good at what they do. So uh, yeah, check them out, ZLAUSA.com. Looking for a job or you're looking for people, they can help you with both. Um, and tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. I would appreciate that. I got a caller who held on during the break, so let me jump over there and grab that right now. Uh, Clarence from Huntsville. Clarence, how you doing? Uh-oh. Oh, we got a bad connection. Clarence, can you hear us? Yeah, you hear me? I got you now. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. I, I tell you what, uh, everything that you've been talking about and everything that we always talk about, especially whenever we talk about all this riding that's happening with the, with the cops and them, you know, these people going out there doing that, then you, you, you can trace it back to uh, what's going on with all these liberal DAs. You have to trace everything back to George Soros. Uh, he, and my question, yeah, my question is, is real simple. Why is why is nobody going after this man? He is absolute evil, and if you want to talk about an American or a terrorist against America, that should be public enemy number one right there. I, I do not disagree with the fact that he has literally been trying to tear this country apart. You know, the, 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 the problem is it's not against the law to give a, somebody a campaign donation. But, but what you're seeing, though, is he definitely has a concerted effort to make sure only certain types of DAs uh, get in there, basically the ones who won't prosecute crime. Well, uh, that problem, uh, that problem, is that not dereliction to duty on their part? And then the next part about it, uh, why, why don't we, as a society, you know, if you get into that that position as, as a DA and you're not actually trying to uphold the law, you're not doing what you were supposed to do in the first place. Why are why are attorneys not not starting to be disbarred on this issue? Well, it's a great point, and 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 yes, I think we are starting to see the uh, the uh, sort of the, the dam break. The, uh, the 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 city of San Francisco they recalled their George Soros uh, uh, DA. Uh, Gascon in Los Angeles barely survived a, a attempted recall. Uh, the one up in Missouri, the state attorney general just had her fired. And then the one in Baltimore, she lost her job, and she's now facing federal charges for uh, for fraud, I believe. Uh, so it's, yeah, well, it's starting it, to happen. Yeah, you know, my, my only problem with, with them facing federal charges is we know who controls that system, too, though. You know, that's that's half, half the battle. <laughs> all, we, all we can do is keep trying, though, brother. Um, hey, Clarence, thanks for hanging on, man. Good call. I got to take another you call real quick for another time. Some law, buddy. All right, see you, bud. Um, hey, uh, line two, Steve from Huntsville. Steve, how you doing today? How you doing, Colonel? I'm good, sir. E4 Mafia calling back. How you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm good, man. Appreciate you. What's uh, What's on your mind? Yes, sir. I just got a, you, you're also a lawyer. Right. Uh, the, the legal definition of insurrection does not match what happened on January 6th. That is correct. And my question to you would be, I mean, if you had uh, some ticked off veterans, say 12,000 of them that were armed and went to the Capitol, that would be an insurrection. And that would be 
a tragic day in U.S. history. What happened on January 6th was nothing more than a protest and a cover-up. And unfortunately, the people that were in charge of the uh, the information coming out, and my question to you, do these folks that have been charged and convicted and are sitting in jail right now, do they have re- legal recourse the same as if it was just a standard trial and the prosecution withheld evidence from the de- uh, the uh, the defense? They could be disbarred. Am I wrong? I, I I think you're I think you're right. So so if we find out that the prosecutors themselves withheld exculpatory evidence, then then absolutely uh, those prosecutors need to be called on the carpet. One 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 you know theory that I heard was that the videos were not being released because they were being deemed classified by Congress. If that's the case, then you look at it now and go, why was it classified? But I do believe there's going to be grounds for any number of appeals. I think even that guy, the QAnon shaman, he's serving four years right now. I'd like to know, did anybody give him an opportunity to see those videos to point out that he really wasn't a threat? He was just kind of theatrical, but he wasn't a threat. He's being led around by Capitol Police. So I I think you're absolutely Right. right. I think there's also civil claims, too, Steve. I think civil claims can be brought. I think there's going to be people that are suing the government in the near future. Yeah, but if Congress deemed it to be classified, then isn't the only person who can declassify it the president? Uh, Perhaps. I don't know. It depends on what the classifying authority was. If it was classified by somebody uh, in the chain of command, then that same person, I believe, has the right to declassify. But overall, the president does have the final – I was about to say Trump card, but that's almost like a pun. Um, Then then how did the – I I just – I don't buy the load of – bull hockey that they're, they're feeding us because if it was classified by Congress, there would have had to been another declassifying meeting with Congress in order for a new Speaker of the House to give it to Tucker Carlson. Well, no, I think I think once you assume the position, you are the you are the new authority. And I think it's like having a new sheriff in town. So so he had the right to do what he did. Uh, I think Nancy Pelosi's office is the one that locked these things down beforehand, but it's his office now. So um, it's the, oh, okay. it's the position, I, not I, I the misunderstood. person. Yeah, I, I misunderstood. I, I thought it was a vote of Congress where they they said, you know, this was a vote of the body. And uh, the the last few years, it was it was Democrats. Obviously, they would have wanted to squash it. And I didn't know that there was another vote taken. But if it's just the head of the office, the the Speaker of the House, then that makes sense. Yeah, that's my understanding. Uh, but but keep an eye. Are you? I, I guess you're going to watch the second round of these videos tonight. Well, nope, because I've cut my cable. <laughs> Cost too much. <laughs> All right, well, just I, uh... I live on top of a mountain, and I get fifty-four channels off of uh, off of the air. I pick up Chattanooga, <laughs> nice. and I live in Huntsville. But you know, and then we got streaming for our movies. All right, well, brother, then stay Thank tuned tomorrow, and I'll tell you what I see. All right, love your show. All right, Thank thanks, you. man. Appreciate you. Thanks for your service. All right. Well, listen. Uh, yeah, the um, the 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 storyline last night for Tucker Carlson was just amazing, and that was part of my opening segment of the show. If you didn't hear my monologue, you can always go back and pick it up. Go to our website, rightsideradio.org. But I did my whole monologue on um, uh, the the fact that that last night we finally got to see what I'm calling gross lies and videotape. Gross lies and videotape were 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 just out there in in. You know, when you, it's amazing what happens when you put a little sunshine on a situation. 
When, when things come out of the shadows and the sun is allowed to shine upon it, it's amazing what you see. And we did not see anything like an insurrection. I mean, so insurrection is indeed a legal term. I have to go back and find it. Way back when they started doing this, I actually had it on the show. I pulled up the actual portion of the U.S. Code that defines insurrection. And my recollection, I'm going from memory here, is it's an attempt to overthrow a government and replace it with another. Well, this is not that. Um, and so, 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 yeah. Um, I got a caller on line three. I'll take it right before I go to the break. So let's do that real quick. Uh, is that Jeff? Jeff from Indiana. How you doing, brother? Uh, I'm in traffic south of Nashville. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then we won't even worry about how you're doing. We know how you're doing. Yeah, we're doing wonderful. Uh, you know, Phil, what I want to know is uh, I, I want to see the Capitol Police go under oath in a, in a hearing here and see who told them what to do as far as standing down and uh, trying to, you know, shuffling people through there and everything. That's not their duty. Uh, I, I think so. <laughs> I think tonight, you know, my understanding is the second round of this on Tucker Carlson tonight, he's actually going to have a former member of the Capitol Police on the show to, to testify that there may have been some things that we have not been told the last couple of years. Oh, surely you jest. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I mean, uh, you know, from from what it, it, it was basically, it was a staged. It was a protest with with a lot of help. Uh, I'm thinking because, like I say, the uh, the inside informants and, and people who instigated the stuff. Uh, I'd like to see the January 6th committee have to go back under oath and, and see why they lied. Oh, and exactly. See why they hid information. You know, uh, I'd love to see Liz Cheney up there and, and try to defend her actions. Well, Liz Cheney's got a cush job now being a professor at University of Virginia. Adam Kinzinger is now a CNN pundit. And, uh, you know, it just, it just boggles the mind the things that they were allowed to say that had no bearing on reality. Like, you know, what's his name? Benny Thompson, I believe it is, who was the head of the commission. This is all about racism. No, it wasn't. What are we talking about? Um, it just. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, this racism stuff stuff's got to stop too. I, 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 I'm not allowed. I'm, I'm not going to allow anybody to ever bring race into anything anymore because it's just a sham. <laughs> it just if you start talking about it, it's going to shut them down. Well, Tell and, them, you know, <laughs> and, and and this 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 whole this whole narrative of having an insurrection and and all the things that they they edited the videos to to make it fit their their positions and it was the idea that they're gonna I mean I I get it some bad things happened and it shouldn't have gone down that way and it should have it should not have been a day where they pushed their way into the Capitol, but when the doors are being opened and you're being waved in, I mean for the love if there's a problem then the yeah. police need to take action and not be a part of the problem. Yeah. And also, what I'd love to see is, is somebody to start asking these news organizations that that backed up this narrative and everything. They need to start being questioned on it every day. You know, people hollering out to the reporters. You know, how come you covered this up? How come you did this? How come you did that? You know, because they're they're not paying any brunt to this, and they're not going to cover it. So uh, I think people need to step in there and make it so that they can't get away from it. Well, you know, right now, too, CNN is doing all they can to downplay Fox having this narrative going. <laughs> and they're they're talking about how Fox is trying to change the, the positions of the – it's just it's awful. Hey, Jeff, we got to run to a break, brother. You be careful on the roads, and uh, we'll talk to you Have again soon. One, all right, man. All right, Boomer, take me to the last break of the day, buddy. We'll do that. We'll come right back. 
put a lid on this one. Another day in the hopper. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We will be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. I'm just telling you, we are making it cool to be a conservative right here at Right Side Radio. Hey, let me tell you, too, what else is cool? Just Love Coffee Cafe. So Just Love Coffee Cafe with two locations on our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. Listen, if you want an environment worth hanging out in, they offer that. So do they have award-winning coffee? Yeah, it's Just Love Coffee Cafe. Do they have great food? Oh, indeed they do. I just had one of our listeners send me a picture of her lunch yesterday, which was pretty cool. Uh, and so the food, the, the beverages, absolutely top-notch. But Just Love Coffee Cafe also does what they can to set up an environment where you feel like hanging out. They've literally got a place with the Wi-Fi and the and the and the you know the desk type stations where you can work and, and eat. They've got you know plenty of tables for you to enjoy time with your friends. Just, just all said and done, they go out of their way to create an. And I've been to both locations: Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. But but I've been to both, and both of them are set up in such a way that you you go, and it's not just about the food. It's about having a place where you want to be. And so I would encourage you, check it out. If you're one of those remote workers or somebody that needs a break during the day, this might be the place to go and just put your, put your feet up a little bit, have a cappuccino or a latte, and, and get yourself something to eat and just enjoy the environment because that's a part of what Just Love Coffee Cafe is all about. Two locations, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. And do me a favor and tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. So, yeah, tonight is the... Um, the second tranche of documents, or not documents, videos. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hear. Obviously, uh, apparently, we're gonna s- see more about the videos that were not released to the public for the last two years in the state in the U.S. Capitol. But we're also gonna be hearing, I believe, from a Capitol police officer who's gonna testify firsthand as to what was and was not occurring. And we might even hear some of the narrative of of you know. Um, why was it that the National Guard was offered but declined by the Speaker's office? Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's stuff coming out right now that's, you know, they're scrambling when you can look up on CNN like I did a minute ago in the studio, and you can see uh, right now on CNN or, or just a few minutes ago on CNN, they were basically running a ticker and a storyline that talked about how Fox is out there trying to reverse the narrative and and downplay the events of January 6th. How about this? Maybe y'all upplayed them for the last two and a half years. Uh, I had some great texts come in, by the way. I have to touch over to the... They didn't get a chance to do much in the text line for the last hour, but uh, I I, I love this. So with regards to things that came out in Woke World, when I did the segment of Ventures in Woke World, Lonnie from Huntsville says, I had a distressed couple tell me there's a son... Their son is attending a school where one of the students identifies as a cat. They call them furries. 
I told him to tell the principal her son was allergic to cats and couldn't be on the bus, in the lunchroom, or the gymnasium with the cat, and then force the principal to choose the reality he wants to live with. <laughs> that is just good. Uh, uh, Jason from Huntsville must not have heard the early part of the show because he's telling me, how about the January 6th footage? Did you see that? Holy moly. And he says, he points out, he says, the QAnon shaman went through the whole building escorted, in quotes, by at least two Capitol Police officers who opened the doors for him and explained different areas to him and so much insurrection. And, uh, yeah, Jason, uh, first part of the show, if you want to catch it on podcast, my monologue at the very beginning was on this very topic. And, uh, yes, I will cover it again tomorrow, depending on what comes out tonight. Uh, Amy from Rainbow City just texted in, says, My understanding is the arrest of the protesters in Atlanta will not deter continued protests against the police facility. Not sure the individual protesters have been identified yet. They have been, by the way. They have been with, they've been named, and they also, by the way, have their, uh, their, their mug shots up. You can see them. Says, not sure the individual protesters have been identified yet, but I would guess they are from Antifa. Yes, they are, which is often wealthy college students being educated by our woke and liberal colleges. We need legislators with courage to defund DEI and liberal college education. Amy in Rainbow City, appreciate you. You're a right-side ruffian. Uh, Dustin from Hazel Green said, uh, don't buy the cat thing about, about <laughs> it's a different story. It's a different story. He's telling me don't buy the cat in the school thing. It's real. They call themselves furries. I don't know whether you have somebody, you know, doing the whole thing with the, with the litter box in the bathroom, but I'm just telling you, there are kids out there uh, that are coming to school uh, claiming to be a kitty cat and whatever else. Uh, what else have I got here on the text line? Uh, Glenn from Bluntsville, with regards to the whole thing I said earlier about, you know, in Woke World, about Gillette doing its whole uh, attacks on masculinity. Uh, Glenn from Bluntsville said, I'd rather shave with a clamshell with a bumblebee inside it like Fred Flintstone did than to use a Gillette product. <laughs> Oh, we got an awesome audience, Boomer. Uh, anyway, okay, lots of stuff, lots of stuff. The text lines continue to be open. You're welcome to text after the fact, and we'll try to get to them when we can. But in the meantime, thank you to this amazing audience for making this show amazing. We couldn't do it without you. There ain't no reason to have a show if there ain't nobody out there listening. And from the amount of participation we get from this audience, we know you are there, and we do not take that for granted, not, not for a second. Every single day, I hope you come on this show and you hear us do what I call the four E's, educate, enlighten, empower, and entertain you so you know what it means to be able to walk around as a conservative and have answers to the questions. All right, folks, Phil Williams and Boomer signing off. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 2. Y'all have an amazing night. <laughs>